looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And maybe we should be saving this for Tuesday, but I cannot help myself. What? Kanye West and Irina Shayk together for months, dot, 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 first clue at DMX Tribute. What was the clue? They were at the DMX memorial service together. Oh, like it wasn't actually a clue. Okay. Like I wanted like an Agatha Christie clue, like his signature. (laughs) Like like a If you zoomed in on like a locket she was wearing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like she was holding a handkerchief that can be traced like back to him. Or the blood pattern on I guess that's for a murder, so that wouldn't really count. Or like the a lipstick print and it matches her lipstick shade. Agatha Christie like leans into the microphone. And it's like I won't be writing about this. <laughs> I mean, I know she's dead, but <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you said a clue, and I didn't want the clue to be that they were together. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, it's boring. Yeah, so there were new photos of them together, taking a private jet to and from Paris. Chalk one up for Demois that like broke the news or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did they break it? I guess they broke it. I guess it's more just like now I see so anything anything that would be otherwise just rumors is now rumors posted to Demois. Mm-hmm. Because those rumors ostensibly get posted what they would be posted on message boards, they post it on Twitter, but now it's like Demois reports it and it is now somewhere that you can source, even though they're as useless of a source as a Twitter tweet or whatever. Although it's been th- that stuff's been used before for sources as well. Yeah. We just need the photos. We always need the photos. It doesn't matter how good Demois is. It doesn't matter how good. Once we saw the photos of them on the plane together, then we knew that it was real. I guess we got them. You are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show, where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's start with some comments, okay? Let's start with some comments. Hey, Bobby Lindsay. I'm pausing the podcast, as I'm sure many people did, to let you know that the character on Sophie Turner's Instagram story that you repeatedly called a potato is actually one of those Chicken McNugget characters from the 90s. Um, if you Google Chicken McNugget character, you'll see what I mean. I still don't know why it has legs, though. Okay. Uh, move, I'm gay. Uh, me outside with a Levita laptop. I'm sorry. Is the Chicken Nugget cartoon character more gay than a potato? I mean, <laughs> I don't know how I know this, but if you look at them, like these cartoon chicken McNuggets, 
They're definitely gayer than a potato with legs. I, I don't know. Just look at them. They're like singing I'm in sorry, the box. I, I didn't know that they were canonically gay. When your friends are like the Hamburglar and some clown and you live in a McDonald's and you and you live your in some friends like, are like your friends are like a thief in stripes, like a purple furry and some right. clown. You're definitely gay. <laughs> Like, who's friends with a potato? Like, a turnip? Like, a rutabaga? Like, the potato is not gay. And if the potato is gay, like, the potato is not comfortable coming out. Like, I'm sorry. Also, the potato is not canon. Like, to McDonald's, french fries would be. I didn't know this was, like, part of a spawn. I didn't know this was, like, like a, like a corporate character. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I just assumed it was an independent yeah. potato who was gay. Would it say, hey, I'm gay or something? Move, move I'm, I'm gay. No, it said move, move I'm, I'm gay. gay. I'm just saying, like... If there was a cartoon about a potato who was struggling with coming out, it would be a much more, like, emotionally affecting story than a story about a Chicken McNugget struggling to come out. Like, a what Chicken is- McNugget has such a supportive environment. Like, what does a potato have? Yes, but a Chicken McNugget has already been through, like, factory farming. And a potato is, like, fresh and new. I but guess you've it's, seen, like, unpeeled, Lindsay- raw... Lindsay, yeah. you've seen the viral footage of how they make McNuggets. It's like a pink juice before yeah, it turns sludge. into a nugget. That's gayer that than whatever potato gay. is. You're right. <laughs> yes. Okay, fine. The See, pink sludge sense. is gay. You're right. That's <laughs> the fine. The pink sludge is gay. And a potato is not gay. Yes. Yeah, okay, fine. Like, you know the meme, like, I'd come out to her? Like, there's so many people <laughs> in the McDonald's universe that, like, the, the McDuck could come out to. Who would you come out to first of the McDonald's universe? You mean the Hamburglar, the Purple Furry, or Ronald? Well, I wouldn't tell Ronald. I would probably tell the Hamburglar because Ronald would already know and say weird things before I was ready to come out. And he'd be like, oh. mm, have anything to tell me? Have anything to tell me? And I'd be like, <laughs> okay. Ronald, stop. You're pressuring me. Like the oh Hamburglar is probably, he's this a thief, a great fried month but he's content. better. <laughs> you know what I yes. mean? Yes. Keep going. Mm-hmm. This segment is brought to you by Chase Bank. <laughs> <laughs> No, TD Ameritrade. You, you got it wrong. Okay. It's TD Ameritrade. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, next call. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I had to pause the pod because I am, in fact, a customer at Jeanette Bras in Atlanta, which I think is their only non-California outpost. And when I was there two weeks ago with my mom on a Sunday, who was there but Jeanette herself? And she was really nice. And that store is 100% the ship. Let me tell you, if you uh, have a uh, an Ashkenazi uh, upper half, as I do, um, it's really the store for you. Uh, yours in support, Crunch Crunch. Bye. Not to flex, but I got some D's over here, and I'm <laughs> kind of curious. <laughs> I'm kind Someone's got to go to Atlanta. To- I kind of want to go to Jeanette's Bras. I think that we've opened up a whole new door for you. You're going to take a road trip. That's a fun road trip. I'm not you know we're taking that West Virginia way. road trip. So can we stop in Atlanta? West Virginia, oh, 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 then oh, to oh. Nashville, then to Atlanta. I have an idea. Huh. I have an idea. When we go to Atlanta, maybe for the first time on our tour, mm-hmm. I will go to Jeanette's Bras. You can come. And oh, thanks. Hopefully she'll be there. That'll be fun. That's a great side little thing to do when we hopefully do a show in Atlanta for the first time. Mm-hmm. We've never done a show in Atlanta, but I think it might be on the list. We should go. And then I'll like maybe ask for a picture or something. <gasps> well, she might be in the LA location. She might be and in I'll the be LA like, location. And I'll be like, Jeanette, I loved your work on the Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> in Titanic and the Yelp review, my two favorite Jeanette Mostly Goldstein just performances. The Yelp review. <laughs> yeah.
I just pulled over to record this, so it's going to be rough, but... Hey, Eilat. You think you're disappointed? I microdosed for six weeks after reading your book and got bupkis. After a while, my husband started doubling the dose each time. Still none. Finally, we ate a whole tab just to confirm there was something in there. There was, and that led to an extreme amount of house cleaning. So like you, I can't say it was a total write-off, but still just know that you now have a sceptical reader in me. Well, anyway, I'm sorry I didn't see this in a timely manner, and I'm very, very sorry, sorry for, for your, your bad abs. experience. I can't really track down all the factors of your perfect brass storm from this late, weird vantage, but let me say, it all usually goes a lot better. If someday you should discover that we are the last brass door in the world, I know, but the way things are going, and you have no other option short of sewing your own brass out of drapes, send me a message ahead of time, and I will personally oversee your entire transaction like a hawk to ensure there are no further screw-ups. In support, Jeanette. I don't know if that was good or bad or awful and then whether I'm going to be kicked off this island but crunch crunch I put the diamond in the code and I put the code on her hey um this falls under the category of concern and questions comments and concern what happened to Gemma Collins podcast why haven't we been getting GC3Z or 3Z I miss it only it's uh, it's it's important to me. Uh, that's all I'll say. Uh, anyway, please let us know. I'm concerned about our girl, um, and uh, I'd love to hear more what she has to say without actually having to turn on the podcast. Um, so thank you for all that you do. Good for Bella for. Do you miss it? <laughs> uh, it's it wasn't quite. It wasn't really one of our most popular segments. I think that's why it kind of died out. I'm not sure if people really wanted 30 seconds of Gemma Collins' podcast on another podcast. Fortunately, there was a good GC3Z in the most recent episode, so I have one for you today. Let's play it. It's the GC3Z row. I'm not even joking. I woke up and I was like, I need a fully functioning, brightly coloured flowered garden. And it had to be done on that day. Mum's like, slow down, slow down. I'm like, no, Mum, I've got to create a movie set here of a perfectly manicured garden. Where was Freddie Scissorhands when I needed him? That's to be rude, but I need um, subtitles for that one. I'm not sure I got everything going on there. She tells a story at the beginning of the, of the podcast about like, planting a lot of flowers and going to the flower store and like buying so many flowers but the origin of it she woke up and she just decided she needed a flower garden but the problem was where was freddie scissorhands when she needed him freddie scissorhands also is that edward scissorhands gay brother like did freddie scissorhands <laughs> come out to it for no, nugget? like freddie scissorhands is edward scissorhands gay british brother he lives it's the frankie near... grande of scissorhand people <laughs> yeah he's literally the secondary scissorhands it's genetic obviously <laughs> okay next call let's move on to questions Okay, trying one last time. I'll keep it short and simple. Who is Johnny Orlando? Who is Myra Malloy? Who is Lelia Buckingham? All of these are people who appeared on TigerBeat.com, and I do not have any idea who they are. Crunch, crunch. 
First of all, why were you on TigerBeat.com expecting clarity? Well, I was going to say I went to TigerBeat.com and I actually, I don't know what this says about me, but I recognized a lot of the names. It was like, there was like some overlap. There was a lot of Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, that's easy though. That's low hanging tiger. A lot of Joshua Bassett, a lot of him too. And I was like, oh, I know who that is. In the Mm -hmm. trending topic section, I knew two of the three references. Mm-hmm. One was Anna Cathcart will a purportedly star in an upcoming To All the Boys TV spinoff. So, like, I know who she was because she was into All the Boys and I saw that. She's the younger sister. Mm-hmm. Quiz, colon, which Joshua Bassett songs best describes your love life? Yikes. I understood that one. <laughs> and the one that I didn't know was 14 Things You Didn't Know About Piper Rockell. I don't know who that was. And I didn't. Did click. you click it? I didn't. Do you want to hear some of the 14 things? Yeah. I don't know anything about her, so I guess they should be all new to me. Okay, I'm not going to read the descriptions. I'm just going to read the bolded things. Number one, sure. Frank the Pugin was named after Frank the Pug from Men in Black. Number two, family is her main source of inspiration. Number three, she recently caught the baking bug and acquired her own kitchen skills. Her own kitchen skills. Four, her family also supports her career. Piper's brother Hunter is a mastermind behind her YouTube channel. Five, she has her mom to thank for the name Piperazzi. Six, her mom also influenced okay. Piper's passion for animals. This is so boring. She likes cats. She loves Jojo C. Okay, 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 okay. And oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. She has a love-hate relationship with homeschool. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It also said there would be 14 things, there are only 13, so Tiger Beat can't count. Well, you know, I they're still learning to count. Oh my god, that's so (laughs) rude. They know how to count. They don't know how to count. Run by adults. This caller called about three different people, all of whom I did look into, and actually while I sometimes think like, oh, there's not enough here for these three people, I actually thought there was a lot here. I learned a lot, right? Because what did you learn? What Johnny did you Or- learn? Johnny Orlando is a Canadian singer, songwriter, vlogger, and actor. And he was a YouTube guy and he is good friends with none other than Matt Mackenzie Ziegler, who is Maddie Ziegler's sister. Mm. Another connection. Both of, two of these characters have Ziegler connections, which makes me think these Ziegler sisters are like the center of like a teen beat sphere in a way, which I actually do think is true because usually when we look, sometimes we look some people up, it's like they know Maddie Ziegler, you know? Mm-hmm. So people suspected they were dating. Literally, that's all I have about him. Next, okay. moving on. It gets a little bit, it gets a little bit more interesting as we go. For some reason, these were in order of like least to most interesting. Okay. You have Myra Malloy. Interesting because she is Thai and she won Thailand's Got Talent, the premiere season of Thailand's Got Talent. Then she went on tour with Miss Saigon. She was in Broadway's Miss Saigon. So she went on tour with them. Oh, she really parlayed that into something. She got cast in He's All That, the upcoming um, Addison Rae. No, not that. Not that. She's All That. Did I say She's All That? It's He's All That. It's He's All That that She's All That. But I would say... I'm not annoyed about that for Myra because I feel like that's like an exciting thing because she's only like, you know, 16 years old or whatever. She Mm -hmm. also got cast in a YA series, a pilot for a YA series called Hot Pink at Prime Video. Anyways. Sarah Michelle Gellar is in it and I think she's probably going to be someone's mom. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love to hear it. Love to Mm -hmm. hear the actors of our generation are the moms, of course, always. Of teenagers. Then we have (laughs) Lilia 
Buckingham, who cracked me up. Lilia is close friends with Maddie and Mackenzie Ziegler. She met Again? them at a meet and greet, actually, and they have been BFFs ever since. I'm telling you, That's I wasn't dream. joking that she was like the cent- they're like the center of this like spoke of all these kind of like influencers. Lilia Buckingham, which is hilarious to me, her whole thing is that no one really knows who she is, but she's an influencer. Like she got written up in Girls Life, which is a magazine. Remember Girls Life? Remember Boys Life? Then it was Girls Life. Anyways, the whole profile about her is about who is she? It says, who is she? You wondered as Lilia Buckingham became the BFF to nearly every cool girl in Hollywood. She's just everywhere. You didn't know her last name or how you wound up scrolling to the year 2016 on her profile. The phrase, why is Lilia famous, yields 1.4 million Google search results. And so literally this girl is, became an influencer kind of from nowhere, although I guess she was friends with Maddie Ziegler. Mm-hmm. She wrote a book called influence with the woman who wrote pretty little liars the book oh my god i just find this to be genius but you left out Lindsay. the best part about her what her mom was part of the college admission scandal and went to prison for it i didn't know that where did you find that i missed that completely in the la times jane buckingham she was the one that people were talking about because she wrote books on how to be a good parent (laughs) and then oh my god so and Book she got arrested runs for her in parents. Lilia's mm-hmm. family. Exactly. Her parents are like wow. motivational speakers. I mean, I guess like professional scammers. Why did we learn about what's her face but not about Lilia in the I wonder if she tried to get Lilia into college. Well, I guess no, Lilia's the brother. Doing fine without college. Oh. It was the brother. She did what Olivia should have done, which is not accept the the college offer. I think Lilia was like, I'm good, I'm on YouTube. And her mom was like, That makes sense. Right. It's like I'm successful. But so was OJ. <laughs> I know, but her parents were like, You're going to college anyway, which was the fatal flaw of their plan. I know because I mean, she was doing fine I mean, I guess the fatal flaw of their plan YouTube. was the crime, but... <laughs> she already had Amazon spawn on her on her YouTube. It's so funny that I dug into, like, the actual information about this person versus what's relevant to us. I missed completely. It was, like, 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- It's time... It's linen season, honey. Oh. Oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh, and it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I hate and Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, first of all, I just saw that uh, the kid Leroy has signed with Scooter Braun. Um, so there's that. So that's 
not what I'm calling about. What I'm calling about is um, Loreen Stefaria. I might have butchered her name. I'm sorry. Um, I watched Inside by Bo Burnham um, on Netflix. It was amazing. He was my high school crush way back when. I loved him. I watched all of his YouTube videos, saw him um, live. He's as good as ever. But what I didn't realize was that apparently he has been with Lorene for eight years. Um, and upon further research, I found out that not only has Lorene, was she the director of Hustlers, um, on top of that, prior to dating Bo Burnham, she dated Adam Brody, which, like, this woman has come for my high school crushes. So who is she? Crunch, crunch. <sighs> wow, you really have not listened to this podcast for that long. <laughs> I'm happy to talk about this again. I'm happy to. Because clearly I've talked about, we talked about the candy guy already, too, and someone, our friend Stephen was like, You've talked, You've talked about, about Orson Fry. You've talked about this guy Which already. I and knew. I, yeah, well, I didn't. <laughs> Which says a lot. So Lorene is canon. She's the meddler queen. If you saw the meddler a thousand times like we did. Which, by the way, the meddler is on Netflix, Amazon. Oh, Netflix, it's on one the, of them? The meddler is streaming recently. Started streaming. So if you haven't seen The Meddler, it's Lorene Scafaria's greatest movie. Well, she's got a lot of great. She direct. We were big stands of The Meddler, and then she went on to freaking direct Hustlers. That's what we call a one-two punch. Well, I have to say, standing doesn't always pay off. Like, you usually don't get the bang for your buck in terms mm-hmm. of like you're like, uh, this person's an underdog or lesser known. I choose to stand. They are my. They're my guy. You know, whatever. But we were like, Lorene rules. The Meddler is one of the best movies of the year, and then. Very soon after she did the hustler, I mean hustlers. Mm-hmm. The hustler. So that's like really satisfying, gotta say. Yeah. Don't you yeah, think? Totally. Yeah. And also, if you're a true conspiracy theorist, you know that these two have been together for a really long time, and you might suspect that Lorene had a little hand in creating Eighth Grade. Because you're like, how did Bo mm-hmm. Barnum create this incredible movie about an eighth grade girl? Wow, what a mm-hmm. difficult thing for a grown man to do. Hmm, I wonder who could have maybe helped him. I wonder who could have been his creative the consultant. Incredible screenwriter and director. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that's true. But, who experienced you know. Eighth Grade as a young girl, <laughs> and who's just like one of the most talented people out there working i don't know i don't know i don't know and also adam brody if you watch the meddler you'll realize that the meddler which is probably maybe perhaps pseudo autobiographical rose bird is playing a lorene scafaria type who is getting over the breakup between herself and a famous actor played by i think isn't it like jason ritter yep playing an adam brody type Anyway, all these things, you know, will be clear to you if you watch The Meddler, which is now streaming on Netflix. This is not an ad for The Meddler or Netflix. It's just a reminder that we've talked about this before. But it's nice because now it's like you really think uh, both Laureen and Bo are really they really do have a lot in common in terms of like their creative output. I mean, he's out here doing like really sincere, earnest, autobiographical work. She also put out a whole movie that is essentially a sincere and earnest autobiographical work, clearly these two have a lot in common, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched part of his special. I have to say it's not for me. 
I I really want to be honest. I know a lot of people really liked it. Not for me. Not for a me either. A lot of songs. A lot of songs. You can tell this guy got his start on YouTube. And I know he's a big- He was an early YouTuber too. Yeah. And I, a lot of people go way back with him, which I think is so mm-hmm. fascinating because he really like broke through. It's hard to do in a really way where, in a way that he's now fully respected critically because mm-hmm. Eighth Grade was such a, such a great movie. Mm-hmm. And this special is really interesting, you know? That's the thing about his role in Promising Young Woman that I think is right. Oh, and that a time. very smart piece of casting because he's definitely that type who seems too good to be true where you're constantly waiting for the other shoe yeah. to drop. Yeah. And I think he must be very aware of that. That's what makes that character work. Well, I also think maybe that's his, he's got that like almost unintentional, almost like genetic good guy vibe even though a little John Mulaney if you ask me like where it's like there's stuff lurking but if you were just to see him from the from the front you might not assume like he's a very good red herring in terms of like that type of thing because it's funny that you know who's also in Promising Young Woman Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Who is one of the skeezy guys from the beginning who you mm-hmm. kind of know immediately is going to turn. Because if you recall in the in the opening scene of Promising Young Woman, there's these like shitty guys and he's kind of like, I'm the good one. I'm going to take her home and like I'm the good help one, yeah. her. And then he's and the And you're bad like, one. absolutely not. I know because that's Adam Brody and he's definitely going to turn. Like yeah, that's a thing. Right. And he does. And that's interesting. Oh, that's an interesting connection. That's not a spoiler. That's like... Sorry. One of the theses of promising a woman, yeah. they're all yes. the bad one. They're all <laughs> That's the, bad the thing. They're all the yeah. bad one. And I think his special is like light. It's like music and it's lighthearted, but it's also very, very, very dark. And that's, I kind of think, what he's. It's about like his yeah. own mental health. It's about like the sadness of solitude. It, the, I mean, I've, I've only watched like you've, you've watched half of it. I've watched like 20 minutes of it. I was like, but I you know what watch I, this but anymore. I, but I read, a, I read a review of it and I was interested in kind of like what people were loving about it. And it was like, oh, I totally understand what struck people. It's like, you know, songs that are at, at the from the front again nice cheery funny songs but actually about like really dark things i feel like i would have watched the whole thing had it come out like right in the deep end of the pandemic we're moving on a little bit right and so it's sort of like it's getting bright things are looking good me and my friends and my family are vaccinated like i don't need to return to this i get it a lot of people are interested in work that reflects upon the last year and a lot and some people right. might say you know i'm trying to move on and maybe i need a little time before i engage with work that reflects exactly. on the last year exactly i i could yeah. i could see myself engaging with this in a few months sure totally i feel the same way about everything about film theater right like I'm not interested in seeing theater, no matter how good it is, about the last year yet, because I simply don't think I have enough space from it to even mm-hmm. uh, consume that critically and mm-hmm. in any sort of way that's unbiased or yeah. or able to receive. And so that's just your own perspective. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. I'm calling to let you know that Luke Hemmings of Five Seconds of Summer just got engaged to Sierra Deaton, who is famous from the musical group Alex and Sierra from The X Factor. But, like, when they were on the show, they were dating, and I think they got married. And I had no – I mean, I knew that they broke up, but I had no idea that Luke Hemmings and Sierra were dating. And I'm looking for a timeline of that relationship. Crunch Crunch, Good Form, Bella Thorne, ScarJo, Yummy Pop, you know the deal. Bye. I'm going to answer this question not because I knew this going into it, but because I looked this up after the call because I was like, maybe there is something interesting about the lead of Five Sauce, Luke Hemmings. Do you know what Luke stands for? 
in this particular instance. Lucas? No. Well, you it shook me does. when I clicked on his Wikipedia. No, I know. What that's is, what I thought, too. What does no, it no, no. stand for? You get two more guesses because I know it's not going to be one of them. Is it like something I could guess like a Luke is in there? Oh, it's in there. But I've never heard this as a nickname. What else would Luke? What else would Luke? What other name? What's a name that begins with L-U? Lucian? Oh, you're really close. It's a Netflix show. Oh, oh, oh. Um, uh, Lu, 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 uh. Uh, Lu- the devil one? Lucifer. <laughs> His name is Lucifer? His name is Lucifer, Lindsay. His name Naming is Lucifer. Naming your child Lucifer. Lucifer, I have to say, is fully deranged. That's like naming your kid Beelzebub, which I'm sure <laughs> no, has yeah. happened. I think the reason it's sort of like reclaiming Lucifer from its like demonic connotations, uh, sure, because but... in, in Roman folklore, Lucifer was the name of the planet Venus. The figure was Take a male figure planet. holding a torch. Wow. Exactly. And then in Latin, Lucifer means light bringer. See, I get, I understand that it definitely had not the devil origins, but Lucifer is very commonly associated with the devil. I'm not trying to be like a little Puritan Goody Weber over here. Goody Weber. Goody Weber. I do think it is a little bit alarming to name your kid Lucifer. Mm-hmm. And no wonder he goes by Luke. Exactly. So he goes by Luke. He's the lead of Five Sauce. He's the only Five Sauce person whose name kind of rang a bell for me, even though I really didn't know anything about him. Well, what about the guy from last week? What about the one who had the pictures from last week? Remember? He had new hair. Oh, Callum Hood or whatever? Yeah, he's also one that I think rings bells. Okay. He is now engaged to this woman, Sierra Deaton. And they just get engaged. It's getting a lot of press everywhere. Not just Just Jared. Not just Just Jared Jr. Not just Tiger Beat. Page six. Page six is writing about it. I really yeah, like the I way page it. six write about six. it because yeah. page six like can't let someone have a win. So it says Hemmings's five sauce bandmate Michael Clifford made things official with his own girlfriend Crystal Lee in January 2019, which was like two years ago. Why are you bringing this up? This was considerably happier news than in June 2020 when Clifford was moved to apologize after old offensive tweets of his were surfaced. And it's like page six like can't let anyone it's have a win. It's not even the same it's not the guy. Point. <laughs> There's really very little drama here, but I was like, who is Sierra Deaton? Is Sierra Deaton, as the caller said, was part of her own thing. Sorry, I do feel a little manipulated that we've talked about Five Sauce twice in one week, that it feels like we're promoting some new single that's like on the horizon that we don't really even really know about, you know? Mm-hmm. We're doing their dirty work. <laughs> I had the same Spidey Sense moment, so I was like, when was their last album? Their last album did come out last year, so it's not like it's been so long since their music, and their music is doing really well still, so it's not like... It's not like they're in need of attention. They're in need okay, of press. Fine. I do think this is actually genuine and not PR, weirdly. Like, okay. I'm not going to take the cynical read of it. Okay, but Alex okay. and Sierra were the winners of the last season of The X Factor. U.S. U.S., The last yes. season of the U.S. version of The X Factor. Mm-hmm. Okay. They made music together. They were in love. And then they broke up after a couple years of making music together. And they were like, let's keep making music together. And then they were like, this sucks. We can't keep making music together when we hate each other. And she said as much as an interview in Billboard where she said, how was the decision made to end Alex and Sierra? And Sierra says, it's pretty hard. We tried for a while, but then Alex released a song with one of our old friends without telling me. I was like, okay, well, there's probably no hope anymore. I was like, I'm out. I'm done. We weren't going to sit there and fake a relationship and pretend to be happy if we couldn't even be friends. So she gave up on Alex, started her own single thing called Essie. Don't hurt if you don't 
And then she met Luke at some point. So this is my sort of roundabout way of saying, like, we're done talking about Luke. We're done talking about Sierra. They're together. Great. But Five Sauce has had a controversy because apparently they sound like Americans and Australians are mad. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know that they were Australian. So that says a lot, I guess. Although I really don't. That's what they really... want you to think, Lindsay. They don't want you to know they're Australian. Is there a big song like, and then there's this one, the more recent one from last year. Every time I hear one of their songs sort of passively in a Dwayne Reed or whatever, I think yeah. it's Shawn Mendes. But <laughs> That's it's not. Fair, it's actually. Luke Hemmings. That's fair. And to be fair, they don't, while they are a band, I know that to be true because they have band members, they don't really sound like a rock band. They actually sound more like a pop group, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. There's not a, the fullness of a band. Am I wrong? Because I know their image is more like punk, punk, uh, punk California cool guys. I guess but, there's a bit of a Maroon 5-y thing happening where it's really you've sure, just got your lead sure. guy and it sounds just sort of like there's top definitely 40 instruments. radio. Of course I'm saying I assume there's people playing instruments, but there's also people playing instruments when there's like a, just a lead singer or just a singer. Mm-hmm. I don't expect the music I hear that go, it doesn't go with the image that I think about them because mm-hmm. I think of them as like punky. Yeah, I do too. But they're not. They're just Australian. <laughs> they speak in an American accent and they sing in an American accent. And this is something that they've discussed openly. Yeah. Stop giving us some well, <laughs> I, actually, I actually spoke about this with um, with Ryan Tedder. A lot of young, particularly musical minds, their accents change quick when they're in their adolescence and in younger stages of development. And I think that's what definitely happened to me. My, my accent's all over the place. Like, yeah. It's even as simple as going to Starbucks and trying to order anything. And they don't understand what you're saying. So you just talk American. Yeah. Then that is every day in every conversation. So you just kind of put yeah. a bit of a twang on. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Longtime listener, first time caller, and a new Patreon subscriber. I am calling about Anthony Ramos. Anthony Ramos was definitely a theater who, now maybe a theater them and a general who... But he is way on the rise. He was a minor character in Hamilton, but he is now about to star in In the Heights, which is out next Friday on our favorite streaming service on HBO. And fans of Ramos from the early days of Hamilton and his music career like me also loved that he is engaged to another star, Jasmine Cephas Jones from Hamilton, now um, a TV star. I'm in a super sweet long-term relationship. Um, his album has some great songs about their relationship. And I followed them both on Instagram, and they were always hyping each other up. It was very sweet. So today I read the front page article about Ramos in the New York Times art section, and there was zero mention of Jasmine. And I was very suspicious because everyone loves that part of their story. So I went to their Instagram accounts, and they have been noticeably silent about each other. No liking, commenting. I Googled it. Have they broken up? Couldn't find anything. Think I might be the only person who cares. Maybe not. Would love your help figuring this out. Are Anthony Ramos and Jasmine Cephas Jones over? Crunch, crunch. The reason I think they're still together is because they went to the premiere together and they held hands. So they held hands. And they are apparently enfianced, but they also seem very private. So. 
I'm not sure why that profile ignored it, but sometimes it's easier just to not mention so you don't have to dig into the person as well. Maybe it was in there and got cut. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I was reading a men's health profile about him. He's on the cover of men's (laughs) health and it's not mentioned either. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if there's like a request to keep them separate as he like emerges on the quote unquote scene in this big movie that's coming Mm -hmm. out this weekend, next weekend, soon. It came out today. It came out today because I turned it on this morning because I wanted to watch the opening. In Washington Heights. This is the second time we've talked about people falling in love on the set of the original Hamilton, like the off-Broadway Hamilton, because David Diggs and his girlfriend. What's her name? Emmy. Oh, Emmy Raver Lampman. It's truly a quote-unquote thing. These Hamilton people. First of all, we should have known that the Hamilton people would just like pop up everywhere. They met on the set of Hamilton because she's also a theater person, as the caller said. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me about her is that her father is an iconic character on This Is Us. Even mm-hmm. I don't even really watch that show, but I know he plays like the estranged father. Um, and he got an Emmy nod for his performance. And that's her father. Ron Seppis Jones. And she's Jasmine Seppis Jones. The most thrilling thing about Anthony Ramos being in In the Heights, a show that I have not seen, but I listened to the music and I knew that Lin-Manuel Miranda starred in it in this role, right? Mm. Lin-Manuel Miranda, for as themmy as he is, leading man material, he is not. Will Smith material, Tom Cruise material, he is not. He's a little too cheesy. He's a little too substitute teacher, you know? And what I kind of love about that is I think he's aware. He and must I think be. He's kind of come to terms. And I also think that it is a loving but funny joke that Gen Z is obsessed with, which is that he is cheesy, you know, Mm -hmm. and not amazing at singing, at least not as as amazing at singing as some of his counterparts, his the Mm -hmm. the cast around him. Like he, you know, all these dudes are and women are breaking out and they're all like triple threats, essentially. Mm -hmm. And Lin-Manuel, who is a triple threat, if you're going to include his writing, obviously, his writing, Mm -hmm. scoring, his musicianship. But he is not like the most incredible singer, which is part of why this is great, because he essentially was like, I'm too old to play this part. Like, I like I can't play this in the film. It doesn't make sense. So I'm passing it down to obviously a close friend and, you know, former co-star. Mm-hmm. The funniest parallel is that Lin-Manuel Miranda played the sort of like Dick Van Dyke chimney sweeper role, Bert, in the Mary Poppins sequel. And that's so perfect because like Dick Van Dyke is the, is the exact type of like sing. funny, like famous person who is undeniably very famous. You know who he is. But like Dick Van Dyke can't be like the star of In the Heights. Dick Van Dyke can't be like the hunky leading man. It's not going to work. But he's charming. You can always kind of pull off a musical performance if it's written for your voice. If you're not an amazing singer, they can give you a song or you Mm -hmm. can do a song that is more whatever. Did you see, speaking of, Dick Van Dyke got the um, Kennedy Center's honor this year Mm -hmm. and the tribute was done by none other than Derek Huff. No. Performed. Yeah, he performed the Chimney Sweep. No. The best answer we've got, apparently. The only Kennedy Center honors that I like recognize that I rewatch over and over and over again are Aretha Franklin singing Carol King and uh Hart singing Led Zeppelin. I guess my question is, are we hedging our bets on Anthony Ramos? What's yes. the deal? Is this gonna be a big enough movie to like push him? He's also yes. in the new season of In Treatment. He's really good, so he's doing a lot of dramatic is acting that good? as well. Yeah, it's really good. It's shorter and there's more of them and you don't have to, you can watch it at whatever pace you want, but they're they're playing with the form because it's streaming, I think. Okay. okay. And a lot of it is done over, because it's like a computer therapy. You know what I mean? They're doing right. it. Right. That's the why they that brought people, it back, right? It's because it has this interesting new form. But mm-hmm. she's she's very 
good because it was Gabriel Byrne and now it's Uzo. Uzo it's, Aduba. She's just good. And he's he's in that. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in... um. I mean, he's iconically Lady Gaga's best friend in A Star is Born. Right. Okay. The that's point what I was is, thinking of. Anthony Ramos, compared to Lin-Manuel Miranda, which is the role that he is inhabiting, Anthony Ramos is the real triple threat and he has like the movie star good looks. He's the hunk. I don't want to compare him to Lin, but if we are, it's nice to have like a Lynn project that's not Lynn himself because we've mm-hmm. gotten him in almost in every single project that he's done up until this point. He's like, yes, it's it's his voice because it's the music of him and his cadence and everything else sounds like him, but it he's not actually in this as a, as any sort of role. He's still in In the Heights. He has a small role in In the Heights too. But the thing that I like about the men's health profile that you put in here is that it's one of those profiles that you get. Ugh, it's so, and this is a reason why at men's least I think is it so is. so funny. When you get a men's health profile, it's so funny. Because they have to like work in your fitness and stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like not everyone it's is like, like. showing his body. You only yeah. get men's health if you can take the photo that Anthony Ramos has in here where he's like in a bathtub shaving. Right, you know, like, right. But the thing that he gets in this profile, which is I think a good sign, not necessarily a clincher, but it's a good sign that they are at least trying to position him as this like hunky leading man who's going to be, you know, like a very objective A-lister in the near future is that they he gets all the quotes from his co-stars and his director who are like, well, John Chu star. calls him a leading they, man. They talk about him in very explicit terms, which is like, when I saw this guy, I knew he was a movie star. When I saw this guy, I knew he was like a leading man. His and charisma is as everyone. big as any movie star that I've ever seen in my life, from classic movies to modern movies. He is the face of the next chapter of what a leading man is and what they represent. What a quote. That's John Chu. Yeah. That's a great quote from John Chu to get. I mean, in terms of like for this profile, because that's what they're trying to kind of say. Yeah. And they're saying that John Chu has directed movies starring Henry Golding, The Rock, and Channing Tatum, all people who have gotten this treatment in the past. So it's like he knows what he's talking about it also helps that his next movie is transformers because literally that is like you know he's doing something closer to what he did before which is a musical right he's it's Mm -hmm. a movie yes but it's also a musical and that's where he came from but the idea that the next movie transformers is so far away from that is interesting because he's already basically like secured his next role in like this blockbuster thing that has nothing to do with musicals it's like we we get it you can dance you can sing but can you talk to like a cgi excavator and then like pretend that it's a robot you know what i mean like it's (laughs) right 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 can you talk to a car and have it talk back to you i will see while dominique fishback is like a few yards away from you who's another up-and-coming kind of like what will Mm -hmm. she do next person because she was in um what was she in judas and the black messiah judas and the black messiah but yeah i think that answers your question yes they are still together Yes, Anthony Ramos, who theater them, probably becoming a them. He is getting the playbook, you know, like that is what's happening to him right now. No, I know. And finally, they're like the machine is back in terms of movie promotion and all that to push it. What was the movie that we were just talking about that got this treatment? Oh, no, it was an album. It was an album. It was like Future Nostalgia. It was Normani. We were talking about it on the Patreon. Yeah. But we were talking about how they were probably, we assume, because you can't prove it, but that they're holding Normani for the summer. They didn't release it last summer because they were like, you know what? This is good enough that we can let it wait. Or this is a big enough future star that we, that they deserve and they will be big. We just have to wait to like give them the proper push that they uh-huh. need and that we have the money for, that we've budgeted for because we're putting a lot of power behind them. So maybe this this is similar. 
And that's what it, they did with In the Heights. A version of it. I mean, it's kind of, it's sort of unfair to compare these two things, but still, like, In the Heights was supposed to be, like, the early summer 2020 smash. And they were like, this is good enough that we're going to hold it. And I think a lot of that, you have to assume a lot of it has to do with how good Anthony Ramos is in it. Sure, and just and, and how good the movie is in general and how, and how excited people were to see it in theaters, which is, I think, pretty excited. I can't wait to hear Jimmy Smith's singing voice, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, I can't wait to hear Jimmy Smith sing. Next call. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery, that's getting me goes a long way. getting me conked right out <laughs> and and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love CB distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep, some That's are for true. relaxation, but like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? You said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD, and I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code WHO, cbdistillery.com. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Frankie Grande proposed to his boyfriend, now fiance, using a like a virtual reality video game. Um, please discuss. <laughs> crunch, crunch. I always forget that Frankie Grande rebranded as a gamer. You know, like you, how do you how do you forget that? I'm, I I'm mean, just like, how do you forget that? I mean, that? I just, I just, you're right. I, I think he was, he was <laughs> trying to be a singer. He was doing all this stuff. I, mean, I think he, I think he still does all this stuff, but he really went all in on being a gay gamer, a gamer, you know what I mean? And like, I think this one is really sticking. <laughs> what brought us together? So we met country line dancing at Oil Can Harry's yeah. in the Valley. And he was like, I'm a nerd. I'm a gamer. And I was like, cool, I'm a nerd and I'm a gamer. And he was like, no, you're not. And I was like, oh, yeah. yes, it's I am. And he was like, prove it. And I was like, look at my tattoos. He was like, okay, you're a nerd. And then I was like, yeah, and I'm a gamer too. And he was like, what games do you play? And then I was like, oh, well, I play Mario. I beat Zelda as soon as it comes out. I'm Super Smash Brothers. And as soon as it's Super Smash Brothers, he's like perked up. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, Super Smash Brothers. And he was like, well, what characters do you play? And I was like, well, I play a lot of Zelda because I'm really obsessed with her. Um, I was like, I also like to play Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> As somebody who has extensive experience in virtual reality, I gotta say it was funny to watch because it had all of the like funny, weird stuff about virtual reality, how there has to be somebody who's the camera operator in virtual reality, (laughs) weirdly, even though it's like it's a virtual reality, but somebody has to like hold the camera in the. So they had their own like cameraman who was in VR with them. They got somebody to like make a banner for them that said like. 
uh, we're engaged or will you marry me in the virtual reality? God, the thing about everything you're saying, okay, listeners, imagine that she's using air quotes for every single word she's using in this because they, there's a great video where they like kiss in real. They show them with their like their virtual reality masks on and they like try to kiss, but in the game or in the virtual reality, the characters just kind of like smush their faces together. They can't get quite. They can't get their lips to touch because they have these giant like goggles on. They have like their oculuses it's so good. on. It's I have to say like. It's very sweet, but in a practical sense, it is the worst type of like physical experience of an engagement because you can't even get to the next in the reality. You can't even embrace, you know, in the virtual reality, you can't do you can you can get down on a knee and you can say, will you marry? But then you can't even like you you can't. You gotta leave the virtual reality to like do a smooch, you know. It's so fun, and it looks kind of like they're an avatar. Like it looks kind of like, or like, no, you know what it looks like? It looks like they're in Honey I Shrunk the Kids in the backyard. And also, what's really, I think, truly, dare I use the word iconic? I think it's appropriate here. They got people exclusive photos. They got a people exclusive photo mm-hmm. shoot of their engagement, and the badges are gay. They're the badges rainbow. have the they have the rainbow badges, the people exclusive badges. They got the Pride Month exclu- people exclusive Pride Month badges. Is it rude of me that I think that he specifically timed this engagement so it would happen during Pride Month so he would no, have a better chance of getting correct. the people? Okay, yeah, that's what happened, right? He was like, I could propose in May, <laughs> but I'm gonna wait until June. I'm gonna hold it. It's like in the heights. We're gonna hold it. I think he called some of his his connection at people and said, if I were to propose in June, Pride Month. Could we get these photos in the magazine? And they said, oh, can we? No, they said, maybe. And he said, what if I did it in virtual reality? And they were like, you got it. God, no, they. I think they're just like, can we slap our logos on them and make them super gay? And he was, and they were, and he was like, of course you can. I'm Frankie Grande. Getting engaged in the shadow of his sister's like surprise marriage wedding is pretty, uh, also pretty something, pretty Freddy. This engagement is already like miles more interesting than Ariana Grande's. Like he it's did it true. in virtual reality, and we have photos of it instantly. It's true. He did his wedding. Or his engagement, the way that I wanted her to do her entire thing, and she's just too famous. It's for camp. That. Meanwhile, I'm gonna get. We're gonna get photos from this. We're gonna get photos from this wedding. We're gonna get videos from this wedding. We're gonna get whatever. There's gonna be a hashtag. There's gonna be a cocktail. We're gonna get everything we want from this wedding. There is a greater than zero chance that I will be able to put on a headset and relive this engagement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get to live stream it over Twitch, this wedding. What what still remains extremely funny about virtual reality that you have to remember is that as good as virtual reality technology has gotten over the past, let's say, 10 years, it's still not great. No, it's terrible. Virtual reality is really cool when you're in virtual reality. Watching somebody else in virtual reality is still still remains very uncool. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's just not an experience. You getting into virtual reality is very cool. Remember Jeff's? PlayStation, virtual reality, PlayStation, and you put on the helmet and you like pretend that you're going underwater and there are sharks. Like, yeah. When I put on the helmet, I'm very scared. But whenever you're on the couch watching me, you're just watching it on the screen in flat, <laughs> it's and it's like good. not. It doesn't work at all. Right. So that's what. So that's why this is sweet, but maybe not as kind of effective for the audience as it was for the participants. But I love that Frankie has really carved out. I mean, he's really carved out. He's got a chainsaw. He's carving out his niche, right? Every day he just carves and carves and carves. He's getting there. Hi, Weekly. Um, long time, frequent time. Um, Debbie Mazar got 50 things 
she can't live without on the strategist. I believe the norm is 10. So there you go. Corkin, Sorkin. This is one of those things that everyone was sort of retweeting at the same time. And it's sort of going to be a crapshoot as to whether or not people are retweeting a really great thing or something that is just overhyped. And this wasn't overhyped at all. If anything, it was underhyped. Well, the cute thing was they did this with um, Amy Sedaris. But I think Amy Sedaris, they plan to do this with her. Like they said, oh, we're going to do because they do like a. 10, 10 must-have items or whatever, strategist yeah. at New York Magazine, and they asked celebrities. And it's actually one of the cooler features because now that they've almost, like, run out of people, or they haven't, they'll never run out of people, but you're getting kind of, like, weird people or people that aren't, like, kind of the normal people you always mm-hmm. see doing these types of features. But they um, they had Amy Sedaris do 50 things, and, of course, it was, like, a wacky 50 things, you know? Yeah. And so in the, in the lead to this, they say that they had scheduled 15 minutes with Debbie Mazar, and she talked for two hours. <laughs> that is the funniest thing. That is truly the fun. She's like, I don't just have 10 things. I have 50 things that I need to share with you. And it ranges from literal hairspray to coffee. It's a $5 jar of Sir Kensington Chipotle mayo, and then it's like Chanel number five. You know, like it's highbrow, it's lowbrow, it's expensive, it's cheap, it's practical, it's impractical, it's everything. And, and it really shows you that like, for as good as the strategist features are, you really do need the variety, right? Like you kind of do need 50 things for it to be really interesting because you want to see the whole like tapestry of their lives and you can't really get that in 10 things. I also just love that some people are really able to come through and in an as told too, their personality is able to shine and then some mm-hmm. people aren't. You know, you yeah. can really you can really hear her voice in this. Like mm-hmm. Air Queen Authentic Three Layers Nano Filter Face Mask. Someone at work told me about these. They form to your face really nicely and don't leave an imprint. Different strokes for different folks, but I hate that. I like the name Air Queen, too. How fun. <laughs> How fun. And she only drinks Cafe Bustillo. She takes. She says this she takes a little mocha pot everywhere. This is my favorite one. I saw this out of context and was cracking up. And she says, like, at one point she says she takes a mocha pot with her everywhere, an electric mocha pot, because she says she hates coffee makers in hotel rooms and she has to drink coffee out of a mocha pot. She makes Bustillo on her mocha pot. It's so great. And she says, Cafe Bustello espresso ground coffee, dark roast, $10. The best coffee. People tell me I look like the lady on the can. As a matter of fact, the company reached out to me when they were rebranding. They asked me to be the woman on the can, and I told them, absolutely not. You cannot change that woman. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last one. I mean, there are so many. Like we said, there are 50. But the last one is literally her cookbook. Well, she had, remember, she had a cooking show with her husband. With her husband, yeah. yeah, It's a cute show. It's, so, it's a cute she's, show. She's great. She's great on Younger, too. I mean, she's like, she's out here. I love Debbie Mazard. Also, I'm sorry. If you look up any of the chicest photos from New York, Debbie Mazar. It's literally mostly Debbie Mazar. <laughs> like, she is so the center of that scene in New York. And not that you forget, but like, you just look through like a scrapbook and you're like, oh, there's Debbie Mazar. Oh, there's Debbie Mazar. Oh, there's Debbie Mazar. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think I like- love it. Remember, she's like best friends with Madonna, like all those New York people of that time. The implication is, and I mean, I think that there has yet to be like this like definitive profile of Debbie Mazar. And I don't think that she's, has she written a memoir? Oh, no, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. 
Oh, wow. So she hasn't written a memoir. She should. Because one of the things that about Debbie Mazar that's always kind of the implication, the unspoken thing about her is that like when you think about her like golden era, like when she was young and it girl in the 80s and like maybe everything. early 90s, she knows everything. And she also may have been like kind of the secret sauce for her friends. She clearly is the type of person who like even if you are rich who and famous and successful, she makes you style. more fashionable. Right. Yeah. She has. She's always had a distinct style that she's had up and through this day. That's true. Like she's. She's always like been authentic to Debbie Mazar. Remember when I saw her at the, wasn't the Wegmans? What was it? Fair Fairfield. I was like, that is Debbie Mazar in the produce aisle. She's buying carrots. And, and my <laughs> friend was like, that's not Debbie Mazar. I was like, that is Debbie Mazar. And they were like, no, because she she looked like herself and that she had like kind of her hair and makeup done, but she was dressed very casually, but she still yeah. looked like Debbie Mazar. Like she it was like, her. When you see a movie star, you, it's a movie star. And she's got a look she's got and a then look. she spoke she said something to her daughter and was like go get that or something and i was like did you hear her voice like you cannot imitate her voice right like that is debbie mazar no i'm telling you one of my you. favorite sub sightings ever ever freaking debbie mazar she's great when new york nico did the thing where he was looking for people to read the announcements on the bus and train it was like debbie may gotta get debbie mazar like an incredible debbie voice. mazar and rosie perez you know just like incredible new york voices now one of your best friends is madonna uh-huh sticking with this dance theme i'm sure that you guys um would cut a rug back in the day how, oh yes how did you meet her I used to work at a, a, a nightclub for some extra money in the evening, and I, it was called Danceteria. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, she yeah. would come into the elevator, and she was kind of cute girl, but she had this real presence, and she said to me, hey, you want to dance this song with me? And I'm like, yeah, I parked the elevator and got out on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was the operator, and, and we just had we just tore the floor. We had yeah. the greatest time, and I turned her on to, like, Clubs like Tracks and the Paradise Garage. And uh, we used to have like the best time just hitting the dance floor. This is when she was newer, like practically fresh out of Michigan. She hadn't then. even cut a record yet. She's uh, like, I'm going to be a big star one day. I'm like, that's nice. Hi there. Uh, every time you talk about um, Sarah Abraham, I always think of F. Murray Abraham. And it takes me a second to recalibrate. So I guess I'm curious. I'm pretty sure F. Murray Abraham doesn't know who Sarah Abraham is. But uh, does... Sarah Abraham know who F. Murray Abraham is? I'm maybe if she's like a Homeland stan or watches Apple TV Plus, maybe she does. But anyway, curious when you want to know. Thanks. Bye. Okay, first of all, I'm stealing Apple TV Plus from you. <laughs> I'm also so jealous of your brain that instead of Farrah Abraham, you think of F. Murray Abraham. Like, I wish I was that. I wish I had that. That's a great brain. It's a great brain. To confirm your first assumption, which is that F. Mary Abraham doesn't know who Farrah Abraham is, I think that's absolutely correct. I don't think that that's a question, really. I think you were you were right in assuming that. But to answer your other question, which is, does Farrah Abraham know who F. Mary Abraham, I think this is one of those things where you sort of like, it's like you're at a congressional hearing and you just lean into the microphone and go, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the rare case where they don't know each other. Nope. There's not one side that would make any sense for them to know who the other one is. Nope. And I think that's great. They don't have to know each other. It's a double blind doing. What if Farrah Abraham's middle name was Murray? <laughs> what's F. Murray Abraham's? What's the F? Wait, Frank? guess. I'm going to look it up. Francis? I don't know what it is. I actually don't know Frank, what it is. Let's Francis, see. Uh, Fester, uh, Ferdinand. Fester. After Lucifer, Lucifer, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Lucifer. Fester. Let's see. F. Murray Abraham stands for. If it's one of those things where it's like it doesn't mean anything. No, it, it is. It does. It does. What is it? This fucking asshole. No. He was born on his birth certificate. It is. I'm ready. Lucifer. Murray Abraham. He added the F? 
Because it's his dad's first name. Oh, that's sweet. What's his dad's first name? Farid. Oh, okay. But his dad went by Fred. Interesting. So he, as a tribute to his dad, he added F, Murray Abraham. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. because he had the IMDb issue where it's like you can't be the, there was already a Murray Abraham. Now Google Farrah Abraham's middle name. Oh, I'm 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 on my way. Looks like she doesn't have a middle name. Great. <laughs> it's Murray now. Farrah Murray Abraham. It's Murray. Her middle name is Murray now, and the F in F Murray Abraham unfortunately now stands for Farrah. <laughs> I mean, it's ornamental anyway, so we can make it stand for whatever we want it sure. to. Sure. Great. Moving on. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Bobby. Uh, long time listener, long time caller. Okay. I, I live in LA. I'm driving down uh, Sunset and I see a billboard for Celebrity Dating Game hosted by, who could have fucking guessed it, Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton. So my question is, before they got together, like for this show, this reality dating game show, did Michael Bolton ever know who Zoe Deschanel is or was? Like, has he ever heard of her before his agent was like, oh, yeah, your co-host is going to be Zoe Deschanel? You think he was like, who? Or do you think he was also like, oh, yeah, the chick from New Girl and, you know, almost famous? That one. Anyway. Just, it's just such a weird pairing. Okay. Uh, crunch, crunch. Tim Tebow lesbian. Listen to this trailer. Yeah. Let's it's 15 it. seconds. It's 15 seconds long. Okay. Let's play the celebrity dating game. Zoe Deschanel and Michael Bolton help Hollywood's most eligible stars find love. Because it's about time someone started caring about the romantic lives of famous people. <laughs> the Celebrity Dating Game, June 14th on ABC. If Wendy Williams isn't on this show, I'm going to boycott. Well, the people that they show very briefly, like really quickly. Who's Hannah Brown, a bachelorette, a bachelorette person, Uh a bachelor nation person. Tay Diggs, which is fun. Okay. Love that. Oh, my God. Can't wait for that. The last person that they show as a contestant on Celebrity Dating Game is You're Gonna Die, Iggy Azalea. (gasps) (laughs) I gotta watch this. It sort of seems like they came with the talent. Of course they did. Tay Dix and Nikki Azalea. I never would have expected. Like, no, that's Hannah great. Brown, sure. That's great. It's an ABC property, but like Tay Dix and Nikki Azalea, like I'm in. But also, here's the thing with Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton has been playing with his like romantic music image as a joke for a long time now because he was doing stuff with the Lonely Island guys mm-hmm. not many that, that many years ago. So I, I do think that we know this guy has a sense of humor. His Valentine's Day special was really funny on Netflix a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I forget like when that was out. And he has a I didn't sense watch of humor that, but I, yeah, yeah. about himself and like his image in the world or like how people see him, right? Yeah. And so yeah. it's kind of a perfect. And Zoe Deschanel does not. <laughs> I mean, but she's like earnest, you know, she's like uh, earnest TV. And I think it's a good, funny, I think it's a funny mix. So does Michael Bolton know who Zoe Deschanel was before this show? 100% yes. I yes. think this guy is extremely tuned into what's going on in Hollywood. I think he's constantly working on different projects. Seriously, I do think that. And I think that she was a big deal at a point when he was also doing that. So he would know. She was like number one and the person thing on is, TV she's for famous. a while. Yeah. It's, she's famous. She's easy to clown. She's cheesy. She's like an extremely corny person. But she was famous. You yeah. know? She is famous. And how are they not married yet, Lindsay? How are they not married yet? I don't want to think about them. (sighs) They're still together and more in love than ever. And I can't deal, honestly. I'll tell you the truth. 
I hope he has a cameo on the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, a weekly call-in show. Keep calling it at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. And we might play your call in a future episode. Also, support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for twice-weekly bonus episodes. Rate reviews on Apple Podcasts, please. I wish we could respond to all of them, but unfortunately, Apple Podcasts doesn't make that possible. We'll see you on Tuesday. Goodbye. Bye. Hey. The F in F. Murray Abraham unfortunately now stands for Farah. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time listener. I guess like third time caller. Anyway, so I have started dating a man who has hooed literally every single person. He hooed Kiki Palmer. He had never heard of the who is this man meme. I asked him who his celebrity crushes were and um, he goes, Oh, the girl from Community, so who'd her name? And then BB Rexa. And I was like, wait, what? And then he goes, her first album got me through a really hard time, and I wanted to give her fan mail, but she doesn't have a P.O. box. And I just sat in wonder that our who almost queen in queen in waiting is his celebrity crush and he knew her and yet he who'd the who is this man meme and Kiki Palmer. Um yes. Also I tried to break it off. He somehow convinced me not to and at the end of the night he brought over dinner and he then texted me asking me to Venmo him for half of the meal and yet he took all of the leftovers. I am still reeling. Okay, good form Bella Thorne. Hi, Who Weekly. Uh, long time, long time. Um, I am watching the 90s David Mamet movie, The Spanish Prisoner, and there is a woman with a familiar face. So I looked her up, and her name is Rebecca Pigeon. Um, I had not heard of her, but her face is very familiar. But I just want to let you know that she starred in the movie Bird Box. So um, you're the only people that I really could tell this information to. So Rebecca Pigeon um, starred in the movie Bird Box. Crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, way too many times. Um, so I was listening to this week's podcast, and I did not pause it because I was waiting and hoping I would hear you guys make the reference in relation to Rita and JLo getting lunch, JLo did not respond with a text message. I'm sure she responded with an audio message saying, let's get lunch, let's get lunch. All right, I'm, I'm sorry for that. Anyway, crunch, crunch. Women do belong in balloons. Live in the Vita laptop.